So good morning. Thank you for joining this morning. Being aware of awareness practice. Your three bells. One in just a moment and one midway through. And then the final bell an hour from now. Coming to you this morning from chilly Vermont. Invite us all to just settle in wherever we find ourselves. Maybe take some deep breaths. Got that beautiful satsang last night with Dorothy Hunt. There was a point at which she said, I can't remember the exact words, but something like, take up the seat inside of you. Inhabit that seat at your core. Rest right there. Of course, what we notice is that the feeling in the body, when we have outward attention, attention on the world and events and people and time, and, and even up to thoughts in the mind, well, that's outward attention because it's being seen by something inward and the scene keeps happening. But what outward attention does is it feeds more outward attention because there's always something else coming. And the essence of our practice here, the essence of being aware of awareness is turning that attention around to the inward focus, realizing that there's a toggle switch there. We can shift from what is automatic, which is outward focus. The agenda usually is more, more, more. Sometimes in the form of different, different, different. It's just a different field. And when we turn attention around and come inward, and it kind of cuts off at the knees, this more, more, more supposition that we'll be happier with more, content with more, entertained with more. And I'm reminded of another point in the interview last night where Dorothy Hunt was relaying time she spent with Thich Nhat Hanh. And he said, is peace boring? 
And we can ask, is inward attention boring? Is awareness boring? And if on this morning, the answer is, well, yeah. We look right at the eye that claims the boredom. Who is bored? What is bored? We may find that the automatic addiction to outward focus, the automatic presumption of more will be better the agenda-driven attention is, is bored, is starved, is not fed by this practice. The heart, check in to see if the heart is bored, if the heart feels starved. can ask ourselves which master we choose to serve. Which wolf are we gonna feed? As we rest in this inward attention, just can't miss. We run right into this, this palpable sense of beingness, right? This aliveness, stillness. This knowing of existence. 
And then we ask, is it boring to sit in the knowingness of existence? Or at some point, does that outward attention addiction come to a rest and the heart just feel warmed by the fire? The, the luminosity, the felt sense of beingness, this knowing that I am. And we notice that we don't have to feed this warmth, the sense of peace and calm, stillness, this, this deep knowing of well-being. That's the natural state. just gets covered up with the outward attention, with the agenda-driven, what can I get, what can I be, what can I acquire, what can I get rid of, just gets covered up by distraction. It isn't harmed by distraction. I loved when Dorothy Hunt said, non-duality is not at war with duality. It is, it is duality's very lifeblood, right? It is the causal birthplace of the entire play.
so again, this week we're contemplating chapter 13, Helen Hamilton's book, Dissolving the Ego, called Noticing the Existence. I'll just read a little bit from that. The fact is that you exist. This is the one undeniable fact in all our lives. We can argue about anything else. And we can even argue about what we exist as. But we know for absolutely certain that we have existence. If we allow ourselves to finally admit that this is the only thing we are certain of, then we are getting somewhere. Suffering occurs when we feel as though we know what we are and are sure of it. In the normal human consciousness, we are all convinced that we are individual separate from each other and from life. We assume this about ourselves and this is reinforced by programming over the years. Once we have accepted this, we never question this until we suffer so much in this limiting definition of who we think we are that we are forced to look deeper.
This practice is aimed at getting the focus of attention back onto what we know for certain. As much as our mind may resist this, eventually we must come to a moment of honesty when we finally admit that all our thoughts about what we are have not been proven. The only thing we know for certain is that we exist. There is existence. Nobody can deny this. What we exist as is still open to be seen. We can find this out. We cannot find this out by thinking about what we are. Thinking about something is not the same as knowing. Thinking about something is not the same as being. Our mind can only know about something and not actually know for certain. To truly know something is to be it. Search within yourself and see that all that has happened up to this point is that you have noticed and listened to thoughts about what you are. It's not your mind's fault that it cannot know what you are. It is not supposed to. Keep attention on what you know to be true only. And what you are will be intuitively revealed. And it will be intuitively revealed to you at the right time. You will know it because you will be it. You can only think about and know about what you are not.
practice of noticing the sense of existence. The practice is a simple one, just like the others in this book. The key is to simply notice that sense of existence. Something is here and enjoying an existence. Take some time each day to notice what you know to be true, which is only that you exist. This is not the same as thinking I exist as this is a thought. You must exist before you can notice thoughts arising. Stay in that simple existence. And each time your attention is drawn to thinking about what you are or any other thoughts, bring it back to this simple existence.
spend as much time as you can each day in this sense only. Bring attention back over and over and do not look for any results. A wandering mind is just as likely on the first day of the practice as the last day before the ego vanishes. The number and frequency of thoughts is no measure of progress. Forget about progress and stay put in your conviction. Eventually, it will occur to you that you are existence itself, noticing itself. You are life itself, not a person who is alive. You are all of existence showing up right here and now, not a person existing for a time and then perishing. Existence is experiencing itself through this mind body. 
but it is not separate from the whole. It is the whole. read that paragraph again eventually it will occur to you that you are existence itself noticing itself or a life itself not a person who is alive you are all of existence showing up right here and now not a person existing for a time and then perishing. Existence is experiencing itself through the mind-body, but it is not separate from the whole. It is the whole.
So Helen writes under a subtitle, Resistance to the Practice. As with all of these practices, resistance will come in the form of thoughts about the practice, how to do it better. You will be tempted to analyze how you are doing. <laughs> how am I doing? How am I doing? How am I doing? To focus on pleasant or unpleasant feelings and emotions as they surface. Notice this tendency to get distracted and focus your power by repeatedly bringing yourself back to the simplicity of existence. You exist before any thought can distract you. Are you even distractible? So we invite the objects that arise in consciousness. We allow life to play. And we always have the option in every experience to notice that something notices that. To put awareness on the fact that existence must be primary for that object, whether it's a thought or a feeling or a story or a person or a world event, even nature, even extreme beauty, all of it, everything in form arises to existence, to that sense, to that formless knowing of being. And it's a matter of turning attention around, focusing our power, as Helen Hamilton puts it. Just coming back to the simplicity of existence, confirming that very basic, instantly knowable fact. She writes, it is up to you to bring your attention back each time to existence and be disciplined. You have spent many, quote, lifetimes, unquote, being a separate, quote, me, unquote, watching the end of this existence seemingly occur. Wouldn't it be better this time to find out directly 
if you can actually perish with the body. Stay only in this sense of existence. There is only existence noticing itself. The thought I exist can only be seen once you exist first to see it. Existence is all of life. And when it flows through a body, it feels like I exist. And we take this for fact. Stay in this sense of existence and cease using your mind to define what you are. 
peace will come upon you and stay if you can resist the complexity of thoughts. Mind is complex. Existence is simplicity itself. Existence is all of life. And when it flows through a body, it feels like I exist. And we take this for fact. Stay in this sense of existence. And cease using your mind to define what you are. Peace will come upon you and stay if you can resist the complexity of thoughts. Mind is complex. Existence is simplicity itself. <laughs> 